Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the next GradCracker webinar featuring Kinetic. So Kinetic is a British multinational defence technology company, which is headquartered in Farnborough, Hampshire. So today we're joined by Mike, Early Careers Recruiting Advisor, and three grads who all found out about their roles about Kinetic on GradCracker. So Mike, my love, I'm going to start with you. Tell the students all about Kinetic, please. Great, where to start? So I'll try and keep it as simple as possible. And hello, afternoon, everybody. Um, to put it simply, Kinetic is a company of scientists, engineers and specialists who offer world-class expertise and advice services, particularly sort of in our test and evaluation and innovative technology-based products. We operate primarily in the defence, security and critical national infrastructure markets. As a company, we deploy our scientific and technological knowledge, research capabilities and a lot of unique facilities to provide both services and products that meet the needs of a wide range of global customers. Now that's a lot of a mouthful for people to probably understand. <laughs> so there's a very simplistic way that I got taught um, around Kinetic and it's probably quite high in the media right now, which is James Bond. So that's probably twigged a lot of people's ears um, yeah. straight away. But the best way I got to explain it is, as many fans of James Bond will know, there's a character called Q, who typically provides services, products, and a lot of gadgets usually in James Bond to make sure that when James is out in his field, he's safe, he's got advice, he knows what he wants to do, such things as pens that can hear through walls or his uh, Aston Martin, which can do a lot of fun stuff. Best way to remember us like Q for Q and James Bond is we do that for our customers. So James Bond is our customer, us as Kinetic, we provide advice, services, products, and um, sort of innovative technologies to make sure our customers are safe in any environment, whether that be the harshest that there possibly can be, like such as the MODs and other military services or any commercial products that they're looking for and dealing with. So that's Thank to you. keep us sounding very Hollywood. <laughs> I love James Bond. Why are you not wearing your tuxedo though, Mike? I, I don't look good in it. I can't <laughs> compare with James Bond. Oh, I don't know. I love, I don't know. So thank you very much for that introduction, Mike. That was brilliant. Um, what we're going to do now is a quick fire fact round with Mike and the grads. Um, so something interesting that our listeners, our viewers might not know about. And James, I'm heading over to you. All right. Hi, everyone. I'm not James Bond, sadly, but <laughs> James at Kinetic. That's me. Um, a fun fact about Kinetic that I found is some of the research I've been doing since I started has been written by people that have actually worked at Kinetic for decades and are experts in their field. So yeah, knowing that Kinetic has been at the forefront of like materials analysis for decades is sort of really motivating me to learn more about working in the company. Thank you very much for that fact, James. Um, Matt, on to you. Hi, I'm Matt. Um, one of my fun things that I've learned, so not only does Kinetic design and invent things uh, like Q, but we also go out and test uh, things, so explosives and whatnot. Um, but we also test things for other people as well, um, and that's quite a nice, fun thing to uh, think about. I know, you've got such great opportunities, haven't you? Um, thank you for that, Matt. Um, Maud? Yeah, so one thing I've come across is that there's like over 60 fellows, which are basically very accomplished scientific or engineering individuals who are nationally or internationally recognised um, over 25 fields. So um, to put this in layman's terms, if I ever have a problem, there's always somebody who's like extremely expert level at, at that, that thing. So it's very easy to find information, which is very helpful. 
I bet it has, man. And is, is that your future grand plan then to, to become a fellow in the next quite a few years? <laughs> I didn't want to wage it. Then, just the next <laughs> yeah, I mean, years. it will be so, I mean, that's, I think that's for any ambitious person like myself, becoming an expert is the goal. You know, yeah. it, it takes a lot. There's a, there's a lot you have to do to get there. But, it, you know, to be in kinesthetic, they really push you towards that, that goal point. So it's good. Thank you very much, Maud. And let's finish off with Mike, the expert in graduate recruitment. I'm going to take that title well. <laughs> um, so apart from being that, I'm a bit of a space geek. If you could see my room, I've got a telescope sitting right next to me. Um, but yeah, as a company, we're a world leader in electrical, well, electric propulsion systems. Um, we have a product called an ion thruster. Now, happening right now, as we speak, um, it is their powering a Bepi Colombo spacecraft, which is basically a joint project between the European and Japanese uh, space agencies. And you can Google it right now. I think it's taking photos of Mercury um, up close shots. So yeah, we, we're a world leader in that, which I think is really cool and, and quite proud of actually at times to, to maybe talk to those people rather than being involved in the product the project itself. I bet though, Mike, but I bet, you know, seeing the graduates go all the way through the process, because I know you're, you're kind of on your own now, aren't you, with it comes to um, sifting CVs and hiring all these grads. So I bet it's nice that you've taken them through over the last three years, um, all of their recruitment and then seeing them, you know, like now working on these fantastic projects. Yeah, exactly. And, and even before that, coming to like the people who apply through Grad Cracker and so on, you, you meet and talk to a lot of interesting people. Um, yeah. And everybody has a passion and interest and the moment someone has that they're 10 times more exciting and interesting and and someone like me who will speak from a project manager who loves everything to do with projects all the way through to these iron thrusters um, you learn a lot but yeah I think the people you come across who have that interest yeah it's really cool really fun on my side it is, I bet it is. <laughs> Thanks very much, Mike. So what we're going to do now is um, move on and meet the grads. So I'm going to start with you, Matt. Um, so where did you go to university and what did you study, please? So I was at Swansea University, Costa del Swan, and <laughs> I studied uh, mechanical engineering masters. Brilliant. And how, and how was Swansea? Uh, wet, as you'd expect <laughs> in Wales. It was, yeah, it was wet, but it was great fun. It was really good fun. Uh, where, where are you from originally then, Matt? I'm literally next door to headquarters of Kinetic in Farnborough. So oh, okay. uh, it's something that I've driven past a lot as a uh, teenager and I'm well aware of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a big site, isn't it? I mean, I came to see you, Mike, didn't, about two years ago now, I think two, it was. Two, three years, yeah. Two, three years ago, and that massive roundabout, I remember it well. I think we got lost in the car park, to be honest with you, but we, we found you eventually. Yeah, you were surfed that day, weren't you? I remember you ringing the office saying that. <laughs> so I rang Mike, I was like, Mike, I'm lost. He's like, all right, love, I'll come get you. You probably didn't call me love because you're not from Yorkshire. Um, James, on to you. So where did you go to university and what did you speak? Yeah, so I went to Loughborough University and I did an integrated master's degree in materials engineering. Thank you very much, James. I'm going to move on to you a little bit later to hear about your actual roles at Kinetic. Um, but just introductions, um, Maud, last but not least, where did you go to university and what did you study? So I went to the University of Bradford and I did a combined master's in chemical engineering with a focus on process safety and health and safety management. 
Perfect. Thank you, Maud. A big up to my hometown of Bradford. That's where I was born and bred. And um, so, um, Mike, I'm going to have to get as many Yorkshire phrases in here as I can. You're just like, oh, I can't. I, I can tell already. <laughs> right, what we're going to do now, I mentioned at the beginning of the webinar that all of the grads um, found out about Kinetic and um, obviously applied to Kinetic through the hub on Gradcracker. So, um, Matt, I'm going to start with you again. Why did you um, choose to apply to Kinetic and what was it specifically about the information on the hub that made you want to put your application together? Uh, so, first off, as I said, I'm really local to headquarters, yeah. so I've driven past it a lot. So I'm very aware of uh, Kinetic and they've gone to a lot of fairs as well. Um, so when I saw them on Gradcracker, I thought, yeah, there we go. Um, I should definitely apply to that one. Um, luckily, Kinetic, unlike some engineering places, allow you to actually apply to different roles. Mm -hmm. So not only do you, can you apply to mechanical engineering, you can apply to applied science and other bits and bobs. Whereas some of them only let you choose one, which is a bit, a bit annoying, really. Um, and then what I applied for was uh, applied science and mechanical engineering. Um, but I ended up choosing uh, the applied science one because I, uh, I wanted to do a bit more sciencey stuff before I finished my graduate uh, job role and then went into uh, probably an office or something. So my role, it, it's more based out in the field doing trials and then coming back and looking at stuff so it's desk and outside role rather than just being mainly based in an office and so does that mean Matt that you can do you travel the UK do you travel abroad when when you can and there isn't any restrictions or is it predominantly in the local area just explain that a little bit more so even though my team is based in Farnborough, um, we actually look after um, a lot. Uh, we, we look after a site down uh, near Bournemouth, yeah. where I am right now, um, which is why my Wi-Fi is not great. Um, but uh, what we do is we, my team is special vehicle uh, assessment. So what we do is we design uh, trials for vehicles. So this could be new vehicles, old vehicles completely random vehicles we've got one right now which is a robot thing and that's the only way I can describe it because it is <laughs> literally a robot thing um but we've got like off-roading we've got uh slopes we've got a, one of the biggest tilt tables in uh in the UK here which is amazing oh, wow. you should see a tank at 49 degrees like that it's incredible um but yeah so what what my team do is we we design the trials and then we run them and we advise on that kind of stuff. So that's what I got into and I'm enjoying it so far. I, I bet you are. Um, Mike, just a question for you. So like um, Matt mentioned, he applied to two opportunities. So do the students have to um, apply differently? So is it the same application you can select two or do you have to put two completely different applications together? So yeah, we we've tried to we tried to slimline the process as we've gone and evolved through time. So just like Matt mentioned, we don't want to kind of reduce people's opportunity to apply. We want to have them have that chance to apply to anything that interests them. And everybody's interested in a lot of things. So there's that yeah. span. So there are multiple um, adverts. I think there's up to currently 15 graduate adverts. Once you apply through one of them, you go into that stream. So yeah. there may be six, seven, eight sub roles within mechanical engineering let's say so you'd apply to the graduate mechanical engineering 
we'd educate you through the process, which I'll talk about later. And at that point, you can then start to decide where you want to break down into your speciality or interest. So there still may be multiple sort of streams you apply to, but we've mm -hmm. tried to reduce that sort of loading of mass applications because I'm sure that's a hard thing for a lot of people at this time when, when yeah. there's so many opportunities out there, specifically on Grad Cracker as I go through it. Yeah, thanks, Mike. And I'm, I'm, I think the students watching will be glad that you talk them through the whole process as well, because, you know, you you know, basically, don't you, what the streams are all about and everything else. So it'd be good that, that you, you do guide them through. Um, I'm going to move on to you, James. So what in particular um, excited you about Kinetic on the Hub? Yeah, so like sort of Matt said, there were lots of different types of roles that I could apply within applied science or materials, which would use my degree. And I liked that on the listing, it, they sounded interested in the projects I'd done at university. Yeah. And then once I'd sort of applied, the company sort of found for me that because a lot of my projects were polymer based, that my team now does quite a lot of work in polymer sort of materials. Because mm -hmm. there are different teams that work on different materials, but my one is quite focused to what I've done already, which makes it easy for me to use the skills that I learned at uni in what I'm doing now, which is good. Brilliant. And so from your point of view, when you were applying to Kinetic, what did you put quite a lot of detail about the, all the polymer projects that you've been working on at university? Yeah, so I told yeah. them a few of the things that I'd done, but quite, quite important I found was to put what I learned from it and mm. the different challenges I faced from those projects and yeah. the things I overcame to make sure that they were as good as they can be. Yeah, it's all experience, isn't it? We were, I was presenting yesterday um, to the University of Kent and they were asking me about mentioning different types of experience as part of their application. And that, that Jess is nodding away now because she this is her bread and butter at this season, but when she's doing presentations. But it's it's not just about the um, your work experiences, it's all about your academic experience that you've learned as well that Mike would really like to know about. So students watching, don't forget to mention all those sorts of things when you're putting your application together. Maud, what excited you about the Kinetic? I was going to say, Maud, what excited you about Grad Cracker? It's like everything. What excited <laughs> you about Kinetic on Grad Cracker? So I guess I'm in a bit of a niche um, area in health and safety. In terms of that, health and safety, we know it's in everything. However, health and safety professions are very slim, especially earlier on. And what I liked about Grad Cracker was that you could actually filter out um, not only by region but also by like what applications wanted to do so project management health and safety so when I did the filter uh, kinetic was probably one of maybe five um, specific health and safety roles and what I really liked about the kinetic advert was it was um, it, it just offered it seemed to offer a lot of autonomy which having worked now is true um, I, I get a lot of choice in the projects I work on and um, going through the process of applying and then interviewing and everything, I just found that um, Kinetic was just somewhere where there was a lot of freedom. And there was, um, like what the other guys are saying, there's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of encouragement to learn and therefore you're not stuck. So even if you are a bit tentative to apply for one role and you want to apply to another one, don't think if you get into applied sciences, for example, you won't be able to go into weapon science. There's always opportunity through placements or just going to people and saying, can I work with you for a month um, to get experience in all, all areas, which, which has been quite good. 
Yeah, that's definitely got something to know about, isn't it? Because I think when somebody applies, I think, oh, I really want to do that, but I want to do a bit of this. So it's good that to know that they can, you know, um, circulate around around the employer as well. Um, Mike, it seems like we need to shout out to you because your job descriptions seem to be hitting the spot. So well done, putting Thank all those together <laughs> behind the scenes. And um, Maud, particularly with health and safety then, why, why did that take your interest? Because it is quite a niche area that you, you mentioned at the beginning. Yeah, so... For me, it was just the modules that I had on my course. So like I said, I did chemical engineering. So there was loads of things I could have gone into. Materials is one of them. Um, and with when it came to doing risk, health and safety, it was just the element of having a technical aspect, but also being very front facing with people and customers. Um, it's, it's referred to as an enabling function, which means that we enable other people to do their jobs. We're involved in everything. Yeah. There's nothing that runs without our input. So it's just one of those things for me. I felt like it, it was important. And I, and I like to work on things that I feel is important, which you will feel when you work in defence and um, in a sector like Kinetic Works in. So that's yeah. why I chose health and safety. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Well, that's a really good introduction. Very insightful. Um, so, Mike, I'm going to move on to you now, my love. So we've mentioned before about... Obviously, all of your opportunities are now live on Gradcracker. Um, what do the students watching, students, graduates watching need to know about? Can you tell us a little bit more about timelines, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, definitely. So I guess what you've probably gathered from just these short conversations of everybody's joint today is there's opportunities across the whole spectrum. I literally can't even begin to list them all off. I think yeah. we end up being here for two, three hours. Um, so that, that goes from those aerospace engineers all the way through stem really um yeah. not list them all um and and that also includes to anybody who's interested who might be in stem sort of um degrees or subjects that that also includes project management commercial mm-hmm. business areas um which does lean a lot on people with expertise in those areas to also work in that field in a business environment or business structure as they go through in regards to timelines um going across is is all our placements and grad opportunities run along the same timeline so our adverts are obviously live now on grad cracker um i will sigh of relief after that (laughs) it takes a lot i know you jessica and carlo are probably also happy with that yeah Um, but we'll be we'll be running um our initial window up until about the the 20th of november to pick a date just roughly around that off the top of my head um there's more information on the site anyway just in case i'm wrong Um, i'm sure someone will correct me um but we'll be open for all applications to come through those where they'll go through the initial four stages. And again, I'll, I'll talk through that later, Carlo, if, yeah. if they're happy to. Yeah. Um, and then we move on to our um, virtual assessment centres and then look to do live interviews on site. So you can come get an experience of what kinetics like in mm-hmm. person with your managers and get that short tour to see um, the weird gadgets. I think in the last one, people put on the um, infrared glasses or goggles, which oh. is quite cool, like the see in the dark mm-hmm. um, you can tell I'm not technically minded <laughs> um, and, and just really experience it and get an understanding for whether it's right for them um, so yeah that we've opened now we run those first stages up until mid-November with our aim for our interviews to be around early December and then hopefully an offer but just just to put a caveat in that we're obviously looking for the best people diverse interested everything that goes under that through those who apply at grad cracker um so there could potentially be a second window depending on on sort of candidates and applications come through so if you if you can't apply before december and i or, or november and i hope you all do um 
do keep an eye on Greg Cracker and on our sort of um, hub portal page just to see if there are any later opportunities that come up or anything that we may reopen towards yeah. the January period. Yeah, thank you, Mike. And so what you need to do there, everybody watching, is you all, you were going to say that, Jess, you're all aware of me and Jess have got the same minds. And you're all at Mike's thinking, I don't need another calorie in my life. Um, we uh, follow, follow Kinetic on Grad Cracker. And then like Mike said, if you do, How'd you say? How'd follow. you say? Follow. 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 <laughs> follow. Follow. Are you distracting me now? To be alerted to opportunities that Mike might be reopening in in um, January time. So yeah, make sure you follow and um, connect it today. Wait, you you do it now then. Crack on. James, I'm going to come to you first. Um, if you could tell me a bit about your current role, what you've been up to and your experiences so far. Yeah, so I'm on the weapon assessments team at Fort Halstead, which is near Seven Oaks. Um, so I'm looking at doing materials analysis techniques on different weapon systems to see how they've been in service and if they're safe to use. Mm -hmm. um, but around Fort Halstead, everyone's really encouraging of saying oh if you want to get involved or if you want to see this happening then just give us a shout because there's always interesting things going on around me that because there's so many different teams here that there's so much different science happening all at once so there's a real opportunity to learn a lot about what's going on um, I'm on some training at the moment to get competent using DMA which is dynamic mechanical analysis I was doing that this morning managed to do it without the instruction manual for the first time that was cool um, yeah, so that's useful to understand that you don't go across a certain temperature range when a product's in service, because always the material properties will change and then it won't function as it's meant to. But yeah, it's, there's a lot of opportunities to learn things. I've got lots of training lined up, so I'll be getting more technically proficient in things, which is part of my goals. So yeah, it's really good at the moment. We are going to touch upon training a bit later on. I thought you would say something. Then. Um, so no, that's fine. So we're going to touch on that a bit, a bit later on. So um, we want to find out a bit more about that. But in terms of, um, you know, it sounds as though you've been involved quite a, a lot already and you've had quite a lot of support. Um, are you surprised with the, how much variation there is, how much support you've had and the opportunities you've experienced so far? It seems as though you've been given quite a bit of responsibility. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm surprised by it. I expected there to be support when I arrived and it's definitely been there in the first 30 days we had all our discovery 30 sessions which are introducing the company to us and all the different important aspects yeah and there's always been support staff there to help us yeah. but yeah just people in and around the offices talk like introducing themselves talking about what they're doing and you can really see the life cycle of how because there's like logistical teams and then they break them down and then machine them and then they send them to us to do materials testing so you can really see the life cycle of how these components go from in service all the way to us to be tested so yeah it's good to understand more about how the whole company works as a whole that's really interesting and in terms of the different projects you're working on um can your clients vary from land sea and air or is it is it just a certain project that you've been experienced and kind of been involved in so far? Uh, I'm only on one project at the moment, okay. like specifically. It's linked to Cavendish Lab at University of Cambridge. It's doing oh. like high impact shock physics to see like different shear rates of propellant materials. So yeah, more of, more of that to come in the future, but yeah. 
Oh, that's good. Sounds interesting. I wish I was technical enough to ask you more questions about Perfectly. that. You know how I feel now. It They're all so good. smart. They're all so smart and good. You sit and smile. Me, there's me making gestures, smiling along, and the grad's like, yeah, no, yeah, I actually know what he's talking about. Like, really <laughs> serious. And the students like, oh, yeah, mint. Basically, you hit it and it moves really quickly. That's what it means. <laughs> and why, if you don't mind me, so why would you be testing that? What's the what's the reason for doing it? Um, so it helps to simulate what the material will go under. Say when you fire a rocket, it's going to be under really high temperature and pressure conditions. It's just to make sure that the um, material itself doesn't fail or certain compositional elements don't move around too much so that it stays homogenous and all the same to make sure that it's safe and functions as necessary. It's like a stress test. Yeah. <laughs> S- well, safe and suitable for service. A- applications now open, Jessica. I <laughs> know uh, that, you know, mechanical engineering degree I've got. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, the amount of students and, and, and recruiters that we speak to, I think, I think we could get through an application stage. Mike, you owe me a couple of favours, love. You need to put me through. (laughs) Um, Maud, I'm going to come to you next. Same question. So a bit about your experiences, your job role so far. Okay. So my role is, I think, vastly different as everyone else's because, like I said, um, it's an enabling function. So although there will be situations where we work with customers, a lot of the time we're working internally with other kinetic employees. So um, we are spread across all the sites. So I'm very fortunate. Um, I will be traveling to everywhere. I'm based in um, Boston Downtown in Salisbury, but I, I will be traveling to Port Halstead, to Shubriness, to even out to Hebrides, just because of my role needs that of me to get to the different places the ranges and um, assess safety in the different ways um, so for me personally like I said I've got a lot of autonomy so I get to make a lot of choices in the projects that I work on um, so I've been outsourcing myself to different safety elements aviation safety I've outsourced myself to tech, technical excellence and I've outsourced myself to safety engineering so I'm getting to work on just various different things and picking up things where I find there's interest, which I'm fortunate to do, um, and things that go coincide with my CV, which my manager is very um, focused on doing. She, he wants to make sure that I'm doing things that um, I'm good at, but also that I enjoy doing, similar to what James did with his polymers. Anything that I've got on my CV, he tries to match things with me that will be suitable. Ah, that's good. In terms of you've mentioned like, you know, relocating and things like that. And it's something I encourage, you know, any student that's applying to, to any opportunity to be flexible on location, especially you know, you've got it firsthand now. You've got the chance to move around the business, you know, go and see different projects across the UK or, you know, even maybe globally. Um, you know, how what kind of support does Kinetic give you for that? And you know, you know, now you're going through it, would you definitely encourage students to be flexible on location as well? Yeah, 100%. I mean, for me, it's a, it's a choice. So you don't have to do this. Um, okay. There's a lot of people who are still working, hybrid working, working from home and working in the office. Me, I prefer to work in the office. So I'm always on site. Um, yeah. I think safety is a face-fronting role. So if you're interested in safety, I always say be comfortable with your face, let people see you because that's when you're going to be the most helpful. And uh, I want to travel because I want to be able to make the most impact. So um, I've applied for my company credit card. So um <laughs> 
I would just be booking my hotels and <laughs> taking and myself up and down the country. Yeah. Brilliant. Well done you. And that's good. And um, in terms of, you know, being confident enough to do that, you know, like you say, you getting your face out there and, you know, meeting clients, meeting people, meeting new members of the team. Um, you know, James, you spoke, talked about the support and, you know, the training you've got. Have you had much support in terms of that and preparing yourself to put yourselves in those situations? Yeah, I, I'm a very, I'm not the best at presenting. I'm, I'm a very nervous person a lot. You probably can't see, but I'm shaking in my boots right now. But it's Aww. all about it. Yeah, you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations and challenge yourself. I mean, if you want to be successful in kinetic, regardless of your application, you have to challenge yourself because it is mostly very technical and um, you're going to be working alongside people who are just experts, incredibly intelligent. And if you want to get yourself heard, you have to put yourself out there. So for me, I'm definitely putting myself in uncomfortable positions to stretch myself and challenge myself so I can become an expert one day and be the person with the most knowledge in the room. Oh, well done you. That's really good. And that's a really good message for everyone else, you know, to put yourself in those uncomfortable positions. And, you know, this is a time in your career where you can, because if you do it, you're going to end up, you know, at the top at the, you know, at the end of your career. So good point. And um, Matt, coming to you next, same question again. But yeah, you know, you've talked a bit about your role and the experiences you've had so far, but anything else you want to add to that? I, I wanted to actually reflect off what Maud was talking about. So not only is Kinetic just supporting us in getting to know whoever you want, um, there's very much a community kind of feel behind Kinetic. So right now, um, Steve Wadey, our big, big boss, uh, CEO, is doing a talk um, uh, right now just with staff. And it's just a, he calls it the roadshow and he just uh, has a webcam and people in the room. And he's talking about what's new, what we're aiming for. And he won't just do that, get off the stage or whatever. He'll then, he's doing it in the uh, cafe. So he's literally just having a coffee with people afterwards yeah. and a chat um but not only that like we've we had some onboarding stuff and we had some of our global team just on the call ready to answer questions mm-hmm. uh, joining in in some some instances we did uh we did one which was an escape room uh, a bit of an ice breaking team building thing uh in our discovery and one of the global leaders was just in our group having a bit of a laugh with us and it was quite nice that they you know that they then say hey just book some time with me if you need information on anything or if you want to chat um so there is a bit of a big community with kinetic which is quite nice um and to, again i i think that's a good reflection on the business isn't it it's a good reflection on each individual within the team you know the top is reaching out to the people that have just started the business and you know wanting to upskill and be part of your journey as well which is a fantastic you know re- reflection on kinetic as a business which is good and you know it's not it's not often you know i think in, that might be a misconception that you know if you start as a, a graduate are you going to get that chance to speak to people at the top and obviously you do which is brilliant yeah. um anything else you want to add Matt about any current you know like your current role or any projects and stuff because that's where I want to go next uh so actually the team that I'm involved with um some of the projects I'm involved with I'm not actually allowed to say anything about at all <laughs> otherwise we'll get knocked at the door and uh, <laughs> whatever um but it's quite nice my team um because we are 
designing and doing trials, uh, mainly vehicle trials, so tracked, wheeled, unmanned, manned. Um, uh, I've actually worked with quite a few teams um, because it's it's like a two-week-long trial rather than a whole year's worth of whatever. So I've I've had to be very agile on my feet, having to pick up uh, different phrases and different meanings of things and a lot of acronyms. Yeah. Um, uh, so I've actually managed to meet a lot of teams, uh, but at the moment, uh, as I said, we've got like this uh, nice cool robot thing uh, here, which is a kinetic project rather than another uh, company project that we're we're um, running. And my team's actually just left me to it with them. They've said, right, you've had five weeks. Um, you can look after them. You can do this, uh, do these trials for them. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, which is a bit nerve-wracking at times but (laughs) how do you get that so you mentioned about obviously you've got customers and you do projects for your customers as well so how do you come up with a kinetic project is it just somebody who's got an idea that they think they can then prototype and and sell to a possible customer are you allowed to tell me the answer to that yeah so there's there's actually loads and loads and loads of different uh ways so if if it's something that is being developed anyways um then generally people reach out and say right we need people for this Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, we were on a call the other day and there was a bloke just in the in the chat. He was running a project. Uh, it was a grad talk and he just put in the chat, does anyone have any experience in this? Because I'm forming a team. Um, so I emailed him saying, kind of. And he just kept me on, in the loop with the project and uh, we'll see where that, what happens with that. Um, but in terms of... Uh, the way that Kinetic is set up, they actually have an, a whole business uh, unit of um, basically you can go to the, the leader and say, I have this as an idea. Um, you do a whole presentation, et cetera, et cetera. And they will then say yes or no. And they will then give you the funding. And then you have to look for your team and stuff like that. So that is actually something Kinetic does which is obviously why they start developing new technology and stuff. So things like our Dragonfire, um, that was or would have been just someone going up to this leader and going, I have this idea, bear with me. I'm going to produce a prototype. I'm going to show you how it works. And then after the budget that they've given, been given runs out and they, they show them, demonstrate it to them, they've gone, yeah, we want that let's keep going with that and then the budget obviously gets bigger the team gets bigger and it becomes a whole area i know that dragonfly is in the public domain yeah i looked around everyone then i was like you can go google that you're fine yeah that's old news guys (laughs) that was so last year well tell tell everybody because it is so last year tell everybody a little bit about dragonfly then um matt if you if you if you like I mean, that's that's nowhere near my area of expertise. Um, basically, you'd, if you'd want to not... You want to detect if things are happening to you, so you want a way of doing that. Is that right, Mike? No, a little bit different. Um, and, and I'm not an expert in the slightest, but I got a score <laughs> around it, which was super exciting um, once when I was on site at Farnborough. But, um, so they'll probably kill me for not remembering a lot, but... I, <laughs> My brain's not the largest in comparison to most people in this company. Um, but it's, it's in short terms, it is a laser. Um, it is a weapon. I'm a bit conscious that we do talk about weapons a lot, but our, our company's involved in 
in that that idea but it's one thing before just as kind of a, a caveat to add into that is our company's all around safety yeah. we come with a problem and the whole point is how do we keep our customers safe we're not not going out and causing problems or issues whatever it may be the whole point is a customer comes with a problem and again in, in certain elements of the mod it will be a safety issue so mm -hmm. so they may be in harm's way um how can we create a product or a service or can you give us advice to prevent that and that's what we're all about so what dragonfire basically is 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 a laser which um I believe was meant to be on the front of um, naval ships mm -hmm. um, and it's a laser targeting system so if for instance a aerial threat let's say a drone started encroaching and, and was going to come and, and hit the ship for instance this laser would be able to I believe it's a phase where it's a continuous mm -hmm. laser instead of a pulse is a is a phase laser which can target these systems and as you can probably guess destroy them or, or take them down um, to keep everybody on the ship safe, as, as simple as that. So it is really cool. I'm being very careful again of <laughs> what I'm saying with it, but but you can go you can go research and and yeah. see that all over our website and on the Grad Cracker Hub. I believe there's bits on there, so there go, go have a look. Cool, thanks, really Michael. Cool. That's really that's really good. Yeah, and and um, I think we're going to go on to now. I think Mike, we've hopefully inspired um, people to obviously join Kinetic. If I was a student watching, I'd be thinking, oh, what's my first couple of months at Kinetic going to be like then? So just share with share with the students their journey from, you know, they've been successful. You've rung them up and said, yes, come join us. What's the next steps for them? Well, there's probably not one journey, which is yeah. which is probably quite exciting um, for a lot of people. So but but what everybody typically comes on from um, and, and I'll split this slightly because we have our year in industry placements for undergraduates yeah. and we have our graduate placements now everybody typically comes in in the September in those two um, placements if you're doing a master's sometimes we can delay it till the October November to give you time and a holiday to come through yeah. but for your first 30 days um, you will come on to what we call discovery plus 30 so mm -hmm. our discovery day one or two you come down you meet leaders of the business just like everybody was explaining then um, you get tons of support like that. That's one of the incredible things with Kinetic. I think those who sit on those sort of higher positions um, really do care. I speak yeah. to them nearly every month and you can tell they care a lot because they're always trying to push it and find out how they can help. Mm -hmm. um, so they come down and, and really go through what your future for the, on your program is going to be like. You break into small groups, you learn about your area, you learn about your program in depth. Um, we really use those two days to to network, get you to know everybody else. You're all in the same position. It's a scary time. Joining a company is always awkward for everybody because you don't know who you're going to meet, yeah. what it's going to be like, what how you need to act or behave in those certain situations. It can be a bit overwhelming. So the first two days is really just to welcome you, get to yeah. know the company, bring you in, start to integrate you into the business and, and the community around you. And then we have a further 28 days that follow from that which is all around sort of support and training, getting you into, used to into a business. Lots of people will be coming straight out of university. Some have had certain jobs. Um, some may have never worked before in, in sort of a, a business environment. So it's really just allowing you to train those soft skills or technical yeah. skills, depending on your area, to make sure you're comfortable from when that 30-day period ends, you can start picking up your role from there. Now, that doesn't mean we just cut the bungee cord and say, mm there you go it's going to be a good time have your job there's 
there's support built in through the year. So we've got career labs, we've got technical labs, you've got technical um, training programs you can join, support, everything from up and beyond. So that's how it typically comes in. The, the one thing that I did forget to, to mention from office stage as well is we do have an onboarding plan. Mm -hmm. um, so probably even scarier than stepping in that day one is the anticipation of starting day one. Like I've yeah. got the offer, I've said yes. What do I do now? Do I need to prepare? I've got studies, I've got everything going on. We've got a full onboarding plan again to integrate you with everybody around. We have a group called Cortex, um, which is a really cool initiative at Kinetic which is basically a group of all new starters who have joined within four years. Doesn't matter if you're on a program um, within early careers or, or anywhere from around, mm -hmm. which is just a funded um, group, with, sorry, funded by Kinetic, and it's, it's all for new starters to go through social activities, well-being, um, technical talks, and they get a lot involved in the onboarding period, really to start welcoming you and meet people who are local, particularly yeah. talking like where you're mentioning relocation. Mm -hmm. it's scary going to yeah. a place like uh, yeah <laughs> I, I, I've done it I know what it's like and you kind of by yourself who am I going to meet so yeah. the onboarding period and cortex particularly are there to give you that support mechanism they've all done it before they've all been in that situation they know how to handle it how mm -hmm. shares how to like what are the prices all those extra additional thought processes you have to go through that's that's what we really build up on support so everybody follows that same track into the company they get that onboarding period and then they get that 30 plus the only ones that slightly differ are summers um mm -hmm. obviously they can't do their plus 30 because that would go all the way through <laughs> so we do a, a shorter condensed version really to kind of allow those people on the summers to do the most important thing which is get into meaningful work and get experience as quick as possible to get a feeling for what that role is like okay. if they like it or not you never know it's all new to you <laughs> um, and really gain that experience so the support's still there it's just obviously more condensed and, and typically a bit faster paced for them but we really just try and equip people with the tools so if yeah. you need something you've got the tool to help or find it out and go from there. I really like the idea as well then, like it's not just you grads, it's everybody. So it could be a more experienced person, but you're all going through the same, you know, whether you, you whether you're 40, 50, 60 or whether you're 20, 21, you're still going through like the same apprehensions that you were starting a new employer. So I really like the way that you join everybody together with that. Yeah. It's mm. and and on on graduates and people who are doing masters, doctorates, whatever it may be, as they come through, is that they are all different ages, all from yeah. different backgrounds, all from whatever it may be. And, and we're big on diversity. We're big on making people feel comfortable as they come through, um, particularly in this industry, which is usually behind an iron curtain. As such, like mm. you said, when we started to talk about projects, you, you need to be very careful what you talk about, because we do work in an industry at times where safety is a is the prime piece so if, if you talk about something a little bit too much and it leaks that there yeah. might be a problem that is kind of bigger like the butterfly effect mm -hmm. um but so so it's nice to kind of have those those mixes of people coming in and kind of understanding what it's like to be part of this company but also what the sort of range of people are like coming in and, and like you said experience that same journey as one because yeah. no one's different yeah no, i really like that thanks mike we're going to go to projects, Jess. Yeah, um, Matt, you kind of talked a bit about your projects. So, James, I'll come to you next, if that's okay. And if you could talk about any projects you've been involved in. Yeah. Um, so, I spoke a little about that Split Hopkinson's high shear test, yeah. which yeah. is with Cavendish Lab. But 
there are a lot of projects that are going through with different contractors looking at various material analysis techniques and it's about slowly building up more and more expertise and knowledge because there's so many different materials analysis techniques that are in the labs and all these different people with different expertise that I'm gradually being introduced to and learning from so in the future I'll be doing I'll be on more projects as you probably appreciate the calm before the storm right now of having more time available to me but in the future yeah I'll be learning more about different processes that can and analyze these materials and yeah just improving on my technical expertise. I don't want to ask the question um, because I'm going to ask it but we'll (laughs) talk about futures but do you find that you know doing all the things that you have been doing and being involved in all the things you have been involved in that can you see where your career path's going to go now or do you think that it's going to end up taking a different turn at Kinetic you know could you see yourself coming away more from the material side or can you always see staying within that kind of bit of the business well yeah there is the opportunity to stay in that and become an expert in a certain field but within the graduate program there's two six months placements away from my home site which we'll all be doing so I can experience different parts of the business so I don't have to do another technical team somewhere I could go into administration or HR or business to learn more about different aspects of it yeah to to understand more about how the company works how the projects get collated and stuff so there are multiple paths I could take but yeah technical is what I'm focusing on at the moment before I go on these placements I might do another one not sure yet but We'll see you when we come to it, yeah. That's great that you've got the option though, isn't it? You know, you can have the chance now to experiment and then come back to maybe what you, you originally want to do. Maud, yeah. I'm going to come to you next. Uh, projects. Okay, so like I said, I've got little things here and there going on. Um, my biggest project at the moment, I have to be careful here, um, <laughs> is basically we are developing a software that's going to be used internationally um so this is going to be used by everybody in the business and um i've this is something that i myself i programmed and developed ehs software when i was at university as my master's project so there it is again where they try to make it compatible with what your experience is so i'm heavily involved in that um developing it seeing what defining what good would look like for the company so it involves sitting down with key stakeholders, um, doing something we call user acceptance testing. So working with people to test that the system is going to work, stuff like that. So um, that takes maybe about 16 hours of meetings and workshops a week um, in terms of work that I have to do towards that project. But on the side, I'm also um, doing a proposal for a project that I want to do um, that will be um, based really on traveling. So I'm, I'm, trying to make my own proposal which is what I think Matt was saying about if you've got an idea you just have to get mm. it accepted so I'm going yeah. through that process now of getting my own project idea accepted so I can work on it and deliver it as potentially one of my six months placement opportunities. Can I delve into what that project is or is it top secret? Uh, that one I, I didn't ask permission of what I can say so. No it's fine <laughs> I don't want to get into trouble. <laughs> it's a bit top secret. Sounds exciting. 
Um, you mentioned back, I'm going to take away from Jess. Jess is going to get everybody sacked. Um, no, comes, no, I want another gossip. I wonder what's going on. Um, but do, we'll do that when it's not recorded, Jess. It's not recorded. Um, Mike, the, from Ma's point of view, obviously Ma's mentioned quite a few locations, but predominantly where will the graduates actually be based? Is it, is it just in Hampshire or are the other locations? So we've got locations across the whole of the UK. Um, and and I know that we're a global company and growing globally is, is where our, our strategy is moving towards. So yeah. there is an outlook on that. But currently for the UK programme based in the UK, and that's that honestly, again, think of anywhere. We can go from the west, east, north coast of Scotland, same in Wales and same, same in England. Um, primarily, we have have core in Hampshire. Um, in Worcestershire, sort of just by the Midlands, in a place called Malvern. Um, and then, yeah, really in, in sort of the big Hampshire area, yeah. Kent, the, sort of spans across the south. But yeah, if you go onto our website or again, the Grad Cracker Hub, you'll see those locations split across in, in both the applications. So, yeah, no, they're all listed on there. Thank you, Mike. Um, so I'm hoping now I'm going to move on to back the application process, Jessica. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, love. Um, so, Mike, the application process, I know you touched on that at the beginning, um, but is there anything else that you wanted to add to the whole application process and obviously share any hints and tips um, with the students, which are oh, quite not, specific? I'm not giving that away, Carla. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, so, yeah, I guess I guess the first one I just wanted to add in and, and just really to stress with people, because I know that we've got certain calibre of what we do in this company sort of on the talk or the stretch, but we do open to every part of STEM. Um, so if anybody has been watching or listening or, or watching this back, that it doesn't matter if you're a physiologist somewhere in human performance, we've got people who have studied butterflies with Marwell Zoo. It stretches from all the small <laughs> things to that, all the way to people who might be sort of pure engineers. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a whole span. So I just kind of wanted to put that point across just in case we felt too engineering. It, it's mm -hmm. honestly anything you can think of. But in regards to the process, um, I'm hoping it's really easy and it's, it's evolved. <laughs> it, will be, it will be challenging and it will be rigorous, but it's, mm -hmm. it's that way for a reason, right? We want to really want to get the best out of you um, once you apply as you come through. But the stages are split into six stages, really. Um, some are longer than others and, and some are probably more fun straight away than others. But Overall, we, we really hope it's just a fair process for everybody gets in and, and, and is fun once you leave where you've left a bit educated and understanding. But stage one, easy, go and apply. Go onto the Grad Crackle website, yes. find the position you're interested in, <laughs> click that, apply, come through, and then you welcome to my world of madness. Um, <laughs> so that, that's stage one. Stage two, and, and again, what people probably grasped, we could talk about this for hours and hours about what each area does to a degree um, without yeah. saying too much and getting more in trouble anymore Jessica. <laughs> um, but the so so stage two is something called the journey now mm. what the point of that is is when you apply for a role the, the adverts at times will be more generic just to obviously get you interested in the area and then once you come in we really deep dive into what that area is about so that you can see all the opportunities that span across within kinetic but as well as that, really get a feel for what the teams are about. It will have the requirements that are, that are there for that role, as well as where that role is based. And, and you can have a choice at that stage whether you want to be considered going forward. So they're really two easy steps. It's really to educate you and, and get your application in. Stage three is when the managers start coming involved. So they'll be reviewing everybody's application. 
making sure that you do have the um, requirements and so on going, but you don't have to do anything for that. Um, stage four, we go to competencies or technical competencies, aptitudes type of questions. Um, so you usually get asked around five questions that are relevant to the role. It's to test you. Um, hopefully they're fun questions. They might be research questions. They might be videos. They might be sort of um, multiple choice, but it's all there really to get an understanding of what your depth of knowledge is in that area or what your interests are in that area. So they're the first four stages. They're the ones that run all the way up until November. Um, our fifth stage is the Virtual Assessment Centre. Now this is where you get embedded into Kinetic first off. Um, I like it because I have a lot of fun, um, but hopefully most of the feedback is people have a lot of fun as well. It, it's all about your values and behaviours. We want to know if you're the right fit for the company, but vice versa, if we're the right fit for you. You're, you're the person applying. We need yeah. to make sure that, that it works both ways. So we do a few sort of group activities, solo activities, meet the community, really getting sort of enveloped within what the rest of the community have gone through to get to hear their voice um, and vice versa for them to hear yours as well. Meg, um, and what you're looking for, I'm going to I'm going to interject because you sure, have sure. to give me I have to give me something, a little something that you're sure, looking sure, sure. for during that. Come on. That's fine. So. If I'm honest, throughout the whole application process, and this this does sound like maybe a bit of a cop out, but is to find out about the person. Yeah. If, if to, to keep it simplistic, a lot of the people who'll be applying will do relatively the same degree, and there might be a slight change in university. However, you want to look at that, we're not too too bothered in that sense. A lot of you leave with the same degree, but the thing that will differ you is your interests and hobbies. Yeah. That's what we want from you. If you're passionate about, I don't know, spider webs. It doesn't matter. There'll be something within that, within the company, which drives an interest. If you tinker with um, computers outside of home, if you build your own things, if you research webinars like you're doing today, all of those little things add to your CV and add to your interest. Yeah. To keep it even more simplistic, everybody coming into the company, as you could consider, is a risk. You don't know if they're going to like it. You don't know if they're going to enjoy it. You don't know if they're going to leave in a week, a year, two years. So the best way to start to manage that and find out if people are the right fit is what do you do above and beyond? What, yeah. What's your interest for? If you love automotive vehicles, then when you go and join the automotive team and you're doing bits outside, you're going to know you like it and you're going to start to understand. So as you come through the assessments, particularly in the assessment centre, we want good group activity. We want to just see you. We don't want to see trying to tick the boxes. We want to make sure that you come across as you are. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a big cheat. If you can get it through and, and really show us those, that'll get you through. Like, just to add to that, it's not because sometimes speaking to the students I do on a daily basis, I think they worry to mention things like that in their application or CV or wherever because they're worried that, is it relevant? Are you going to, you know, as a recruiter, are you going to be bothered about seeing that? I think they're worried that, you know, it's not, actual work experience or something like that and I'm so glad you've said this because it's something I keep saying to the students at the moment mention anything that's going to make your application stand out whatever that may be and you know like I say even if it's about spider webs well, I so, think, passion. yeah I think proofing they put in there Mike over the last three years how many applications roughly do you think you've seen thousands Oh, tens of thousands. I think this third year we're maybe coming up to 30, 35,000 applications. So Mike's seen 35,000 applications and you still remember the person that you spoke to about before about the butterflies. <laughs> you know, it's, do you see what I mean? It's stuff like that. You think, oh, I remember that person. Um, so it's definitely worth something, you know, adding something to your CV, isn't it? Mentioning that. Yeah. 
and another thing um did you have you finished Mike or is he yeah well, I was just going to say that in the last stage obviously following yeah. that assessment center is live interviews and again it's just follow that same trait people are looking for something where they can spark and teach you that's what the program is it's a development program to teach you yeah. you're not going to be an expert the day you walk in yeah. that's what we've got experts there for so again throughout that process don't fear about not knowing something mm -hmm. over show that you're interested in learning mm -hmm. and do that all the way through to interview yeah and ask questions you know you're not meant to know everything michael holds okay. your hand all the way through so if you do have a question a concern or a query this is what everybody's there for at kinetic to help you out and Mike, I think Jess will agree with me when Jess is speaking to students or when I'm speaking to students, it, it isn't it isn't a, a quick round, is it, of, re of recruitment? You know, it, it is a quite a lengthy process. So just be aware when you put your applications in and everything else, you might not hear from Kinetic that, you know, the next day it does take time in filtering and, and everything else. So don't think it's going to be, um, you know, just around the corner. Mike, do you have any idea when you're running these assessment centres and everything else? Yeah, um, and throughout the process, we've hopefully tried to be quite direct, because I know that can yeah. be a bugbear for people, not knowing when you're going to hear back, especially when you apply to a lot of places and you can be left there sitting, not sure. Mm -hmm. So we've got timescales built throughout the whole process. Again, I'm going to be picking the date off the top of my head, but I believe, and it's, it's around this time, is we'll start our assessment centres from the 24th of November through until the yeah. 3rd of December. So mm -hmm. one of those days you would attend, yeah. um, and then the interviews follow from the 3rd of December through till the 17th of December. December. so get your applications before that yeah. um, and you'll run straight through well that's quite quick isn't it what well, we're now the 14th of October so that's quite quick isn't it so make sure you um get your applications in and um yeah apply to kinetic Mike wants to see see your application and see that you've watched this webinar and um, anything else from the grads did you have anything else that you wanted to add before we finished off you don't need to Everybody's know your CV that's me that's my only thing know what's on your CV and mm -hmm. make sure anything you put on there you know it by the like the back of your hand because that's that's what they're going to go off so even when you start you know they a lot of the things are like more your CV says this do that so just know what what's on there and be ready for that yeah and I think from what you guys were saying before Mo, that your CV kind of um helps with your journey at Connecticut doesn't it about the things that you're interested in and everything else so yeah make sure do not do a generic CV either you know make it quite tailored to Kinetic um, and the opportunities that they have on offer cool well that's been brilliant I've really enjoyed that one so yeah, thank you very thank much you. everybody um, we got through it Mike together my love told you we I were... know I was very nervous so thank you for holding my hand through it I was that's... worse than Maud <laughs> said I would sweetheart I'm always here <laughs> cool so thank you everybody for joining us today thank you Maud, James, Matt and Mike and obviously the lovely Jessica and um, so next week oh, we've got a long one Jess so we've got two webinars next week everybody we've got um Amazon on Monday um, so I don't need to explain who Amazon is, everybody knows who Amazon is, so two o'clock Monday and then we've got London Stock Exchange on Thursday at two o'clock. So thank you very much for Kinetic today. Obviously, don't forget, look at the hub and um, get your applications in. Mike is looking forward to meeting you and we'll see you all soon. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.